welcome to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast. Here we analyze politics, culture, technology, and society at large through the lens of critical thinking and open-mindedness, not demagoguery and partisan hyperbole. I am Dr. David Hopkins, Humanities Professor, your host and guide. So without further delay, let's get started. And we are back. And I want to completely shift gears on this podcast. You know, I got some great insights from an individual on podcasting who happened to run across my podcast and he told me some really interesting things and they all made sense. He said, you know, you don't have a niche. You you jump around your topics too much and you make it almost impossible for yourself to make money and to be successful in podcasting. You have to have a niche. And I think what he says makes perfect sense, except for me, you know, number one, I don't do this to make money anyways. And number two, I don't have such a singular focus on anything. I don't want to just talk about politics all the time or technology or culture. You know, I like to switch it up and I bring real things that I see and I talk about in my courses and other important events that I see going around. So apologies to those of you who like a focus on one topic or another, but in general, that's just kind of the way want to look at things more holistically than just, you know, the, the comment, the mindset right now. And it, I get it. It totally makes sense, but it's just not really my style. And that's why I lead with that because I'm going from the dark web, which I talked about in episode number 17, to a life changing, intellectually sharpening, wisdom acquiring skill completely unrelated to my prior topic. And the great thing is you can start doing this the second I end this podcast and it's going to have a profound impact on your life. And it is reading. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Don't just shut off the podcast just yet. You know, hear me out. Uh, Give me just a few minutes to make my case about this. Then if you disagree, you can turn it off. Fair enough. So let me say again, your first action every day should be to read. And I don't mean the captions to Instagram pictures, sports news, condensed, dumbed-down news articles, blog posts, adhering to the status quo, 300 to 850 words with bullet points to optimize for search engine optimization, like uh, six ways to get the man of your dreams or four exercises to killer abs. Not that kind of reading. I mean real, actual books. The science behind this is profound. I don't want to be grandiose here, but you have been given a mind that can understand incredible mysteries. You have incredible imagination. But if like a racehorse has to be exercised to win, your mind has to be exercised the same way. Great books in all kinds of formats and styles. They'll teach you. They'll expand your perspective, your intelligence, your empathy. Just like those muscles that don't get worked out in a gym, what happens to them? They get soft. They get weak. 
Have you ever felt just mentally, intellectually drained? Your brain needs cultivation the same way. Netflix, by the way, will not cultivate and keep your brain sharp and strong. So before I lay this argument out for your brain and reading and your overall intellectual development beyond a classroom or a college, let's get basic logistics out of the way so that we kind of set aside the hurdles of why people don't read every day. Because when I talk to college students in class, you know, I get I get this type of question, but I don't read books at all. Uh, except what I have to for college. And I don't even know where to start just to start reading something. Well, you know, just Google fictional bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers. You, you know what you like. So choose a nonfiction or a fiction book that just interests you. Or maybe it's a movie or a TV series that you just love and you know it's based on a book. Start there. I mean, really... Don't make it, don't overcomplicate that issue. Uh, Go with what you love first. And once you get in the habit of reading, your tastes and ideas are going to evolve over time. Another real common one, but I don't have any time in the day. I mean, really, if we're going to be honest with each other, you and I both, we have time. You know, those of us that say we don't have time, can we honestly say from the moment we wake up in the morning, Till the moment we go to bed at night, we don't waste any time whatsoever. Is your life so important and so busy that you can't find 15 to 20 minutes a day? I would argue that it's not that you don't have time. What you don't have is time management skills or you're just simply not organizing your your day properly. I think you can squeeze this in. I know you're smart enough to figure out how to get it done. It's more of a will thing. And our brain, when it tries to procrastinate, it tries to set up these these false ideals of why we can't get something done. And then a third one, okay, I get it, I can do it, but I struggled to stay focused on a task for very long. You know, the key in this, it's just like anything, I personally would track it. I've been reading every day for years now. Uh, I still use a goal tracker. I still use an app and every day after I read, I just click it. A little check mark goes off and it's done. I keep track of how many days that I've uh, read so far this year. So far this year, I've missed three days out of the entire year, 250 some days. You know, things do happen. It's not impossible, but I don't stress over it. But the goal is every single day. Just like you get up, you brush your teeth, you take a shower, you go through your morning routine. You need to embed that in your morning routine. I say morning routine because if I would try and sit down and read at night after a long day of work, I would fall asleep within five minutes and I wouldn't remember a single thing I read. So let me just tell you how I do it as an example. I wake up Usually, I mean, some lately I've been getting up as early as like 4.30, 4.45. Usually I'm up 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock at the latest. And the first thing I read, and this is what I've been doing for years, is I read one chapter in the Bible. I start the day with this. For me, it works. Sets my mind right before I even do anything else. I mean, if you're not religious, that's okay too. You can start in with whatever you want to read. 
I've probably read the Bible cover to cover three or four times by now by just literally one chapter every day. One chapter. I don't try and do two, three, four. I read it. I think about it. And that's it's just a tiny little bit. I mean, sometimes to read a chapter doesn't even take 10, doesn't even take 15 minutes. Some days it's five, 10 minutes. That's just how I do it. Uh, but then I'm not done from there. And I add, I started adding this back in, in 2020. You know, with this COVID-19 thing, I wanted to find ways to push beyond just, oh my goodness, this craziness that's going on. So I started picking back up. And now I'm reading beyond. So I read the Bible first, but then I pick up something else, a fictional book or some other work. And I'm reading very seriously again. And so, for example, here's just some books I've read so far to give you. It really doesn't matter what you read. I've read The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Love that fiction book. Read it really fast. Enjoyable. I've read philosophical work like Nietzsche's human all too human i've read seven habits of highly effective people again uh right now i'm in the middle of the complete harvard classics which is huge it's thousand plus pages and it's got a bunch of different works embedded in one huge classic so it's awesome and i'm going to be on this for quite some time but i read this an additional 30 to 45 minutes a day some days I'll just keep going and maybe put in an hour. Other days, just 30 minutes. Depends on what's going on. But the key thing is, is you read. And it's incredible how it sharpens your mind if you stick with it. But as you start, maybe just start small, 15 minutes a day, 10 pages. You know, whatever it is, just do it. Kind of like the night commercial. We know it's extremely important for children to learn to read and to read a lot. I actually was talking to somebody who works in the criminal justice system. And you know one of the prime ways that they try and forecast how many prisons that they're going to need in the future? They look at two different things. The number of foster children in in a geographic area and their reading level because these two factors almost predict better than any other future numbers of people who are going to end up incarcerated. If that isn't power, I was stunned when I heard that. I said, that can't be. He said, no, that's absolutely a couple of the factors that they use when they're trying to determine, you know, what they, you know, that they're going to have capacity in the future. But those benefits that we know are critical to a child being successful academically, those benefits, they actually never go away for you, no matter what your age, mentally, with your brain, and intellectually, the research on reading daily is infallible and it's almost indisputable at this point. It is the most significant intellectual activity that you can perform in your life, really. Nothing compares to the benefit for your brain. The greatest minds of today Almost all of them have one thing in common. They were readers. Elon Musk, up to three hours a day when he was younger. Bill Gates, a voracious reader, reads about a book a day. Warren Buffett, first two hours of his day are spent reading. Mark Cuban, one to three hours a day reading. These are incredibly busy, successful people, but they know the significance of it. Knowledge builds on knowledge. 
and books are knowledge. So as you read more and more and more and get exposed to more and more and more different opinions, deeper opinions, broader opinions, your intellect gets stronger. It has to. The positive impacts on your intellect are they're just truly profound. When you are immersed in a good book, you could almost say it's just like thinking or even praying or if you're not religious, meditating. It's kind of like talking to a friend, like you're expressing ideas through your imagination and you're listening to other people's ideas. It's you're looking at the views of other people. You're you're seeing all these things because inside of your brain in both the left and the right hemisphere, your brain is firing and science validates this. The creative side of your brain, which is usually considered the left and then your analytical, the right, or maybe it's vice versa. It doesn't matter. You have two hemispheres. One's the creative, one's the analytical. And they've shown to fire almost simultaneously when you're reading. Interesting enough, science now believes you can actually rewire those neural pathways in your brain and you can rebuild some of those pathways, these roads and connections as the abstractions of the words form concrete ideas and perceptions in your imagination. This is absolutely amazing. If you don't believe that, just Google brain science and reading and you can learn all about it. But more on the science of reading Reading even shows us in the brain the same pathways actually light up when you read about things as when you actually experience them. You, in essence, can live things out and expand insights simply through written word as your brain processes these actions and ideas. I can't overstate that significance. It's actually amazing. So if you read a book about a tragic hero who dies valiantly, you don't actually die, but it gives you insight in how to live life to the fullest. You can read insights from somebody who maybe was a Holocaust survivor, and you don't have to have lived in a concentration camp to gain deep understanding and empathy for that situation. You never actually would meet Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, or any great mind that interests you in the world but you can read them and you can learn from them just as if they were speaking to you directly. You can hear the trials and challenges of an entrepreneur who failed again and again, but he got back up and eventually succeeded. And you can actually use that knowledge in the real world to succeed. You can have a terrible history professor who taught you nothing in college but you read countless classic works of history and you could learn more than any teacher could ever give you i think you're getting the point the power of reading is deeper than you think it is as deep as who you are and what you do and it literally can shape how you think how broad your perspective is and even who you will become if you'll just read. Another reason is that studies show those who read more frequently have a higher emotional intelligence than those who don't, especially when reading and most specifically when you're reading fiction. So this is what I completely recommend. As you take on works of fiction, you're literally improving your emotional intelligence. 
when you read those words that are on the paper or on your Kindle, wherever you do, I use Kindle now, words are processed inside your brain that literally transport you into the world of the writer. Movies can do this too, but it's a much lesser extent because when you're watching a movie, the images are generated for you without any work by you. Reading literally forces your imagination to create your own version of the story. What an incredibly powerful and simple tool to spike your own understanding and creativity. Pick up a book and just read it. In essence, your emotional intelligence expands as you go deeper and deeper into the literary word. If that isn't enough, there's even a more practical reason. Have you ever felt like you really struggle to stay focused for more than, oh, I don't know, a minute or two before your brain, like a loose chicken, is running off in another direction? Well, sadly, this is actually true of our brains in the modern world. Our focus and our attention span is shrinking. You may have heard of this thing called the Google effect. And there is some pretty strong consensus. Some of it's been kind of discarded, but the Google effect basically says this. In our world of digital media and reading online, we are losing this ability to focus and and pay attention to one thing for more than just a few seconds. And this is very bad because it doesn't allow us to go deeply into topics. You know, we just simply are losing the ability to focus on tasks. Most people now when they're reading online, if we can call online reading those things we're reading, actual reading, uh, we don't make it more than 12 to 15 seconds before we run off to the next thing or we're distracted by you know, a notification, a buzz, a bang, a pop-up, whatever. Reading fiction, a book, a real book, not a short online article, uh, improves your concentration. Reading increases your attention span, your focus, and your concentration. So here's what will happen. And it happened to me when I really got back into this. I didn't realize it when I was in my 30s. You know, when I had that period when I was in graduate school, I was just doing it naturally. And then I got away from it. But I noticed it's that once you start reading and get deeper and deeper into the practice, your attention span gets greater and greater. In fact, if you initially set an action plan to read, say, 20 minutes a day, sometimes you'll find yourself just wandering and and you just can't put the book down and you go for an hour or so. Uh, It just it happens. The concentration required to read a good book, it just builds muscle slowly and naturally. And for the rest of your life, it never ends. That's the beauty of it. You know, I go to the gym a lot, but I know there's going there's a high end of how big I can get with my age. And there's only so much strength I'm going to acquire. Well, we haven't found that upper boundary yet for people who read. And here's what I noticed happened as I read more and more this year. I began to see news reports or online articles is very silly, superficial, empty and shallow. And I'm, I could see that they were just intellectually devoid of any substance. But when you read, what happens is you start to think and process sequentially again. You start looking at things more logically 
and with a depth that you probably lost over the years, or maybe you never really had it because you never really were a reader, but I think you will be stunned at your own personal progress as you begin doing this. As I was working on my master's degree and doctoral degree a long time ago, I was a voracious reader. But then I went through a stretch in my 30s and 40s after I finished my degrees. I kind of fell into that mode of I don't need to study anymore and I slowly stopped reading unless it was required for work or maybe preparing and researching for lectures or whatever I had to read when I was at an academic publishing and management. In essence, I just stopped. And sadly, there was a period, as I look back on it now, where I, where I just intellectually almost went stone cold dead. I wasn't progressing. And if anything, I was regressing. Now that I've rediscovered it again, I feel sharper mentally and intellectually than I have ever felt, even going back to when I was in grad school. And now, of course, I'm in my 50s now. So I tell you this this one thing, this one simple task can elevate your brain intellectually, emotionally, psychologically. Nothing is actually more relaxing. And again, another thing study shows those people that read consistently, uh, they have less stress, they have less anxiety. It's it's powerful thing. I just dare you to push your comfort zone on this and just try it for a few months. Just see what happens. Most of the sharpest and brightest minds, they read every day for hours, some of them. And these are titans of industry running billion dollar companies, traveling the world, uh, working politics, got people pulling them in every direction. I mean, they make reading a priority which should tell all of us who don't that it is important. But you can find 15 minutes a day to start. I mean, the excuse, just quite frankly, it's not valid to not read. It's not valid for me, and it's not valid for you, that time thing. And again, it doesn't really matter what you read. Just read, except do not let it be short, powder puff, modern journalism things. It needs to be a book. Preferably a work of literature, fiction, philosophy, biography, history, something of real substance by great teachers of the world. And you, you can always switch up. I'm personally right now, I'm not a huge autobiography reader. And I think I've mentioned this now in podcasts a couple of times. I'm reading an amazing autobiography by Benjamin Franklin. I and mean, what an incredible story. I learned so much from this from this book, you know, and as I read this, you know, it's, it's says it, this is just such an, a supreme power of reading. It's as if he's walking me through life. It's almost as if through his life, he can tutor me on my own life, show me ways to succeed, show me how not to succeed, looking at traps and opportunities, ways, perspectives on different things. And the amazing thing is you can have Benjamin Franklin as your tutor. It's free and it's available for anyone who will just pick up the book and read it. I'm not suggesting that is the book you have to pick up. That one's just for me and it fits my style. It fits my personality, that kind of a book. And that's how I kind of stumbled onto this one. Uh, But you have to find your own guide and your own tastes and your own preferences. I mean, you get the idea. I just pushed this exact same idea out to my students this week in classes. You can hardly find individuals who are not highly successful 
that are not well read and my students eyes kind of pop open like that just can't that is way too simple it's way too simple but it's not i highly doubt it's a coincidence that the most intellectual the most successful people time and time again give a lot of their credit to success of their intellect on how much they read so i hope you'll give it a try i mean really what do you have to lose anyway besides maybe missing some netflix episodes and you can re-watch those anytime you want it's not like they ever go away Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you found value in this topic. You can read every day and it's going to change your perspective over time. You know, just like putting money in a retirement account over time, it earns compounding interest. And as you read, you build intellectual muscle, you think clear, you, you focus better, you become more aware, more perspective on all things going on in your life. I just hope you'll give it a try. But remember, I generally publish these new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So if you click like or follow, you'll be alerted when new episodes come available. Until the next episode, I hope you have a wonderful week.